Welcome to the Chocolate Cake Bites podcast. This is a podcast where we will discuss the sweet nuggets of goodness that come from living the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Ken Williams. The opinions, attitudes, thoughts, and ideas that we discuss are those of the hosts and guests and are not necessarily a reflection of the actual doctrines of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Thanks for listening and enjoy this week's conversation. And this week, it's mostly a conversation with me. And part of that is because of uh, schedule, and uh, part of that is because of, um, yeah, <laughs> I wanted to get something out uh, this week and have been thinking about a few things. Uh, got some fun feedback about my conversation, the rebuttal from Brennan last week, and I will continue to, I think, have some conversations with him. Um, the The focus of this podcast has... Uh, evolved a little bit and I've got it in the intro that this is just a, a discussion about some of the sweet nuggets of goodness that come from living the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I don't think that uh, Latter Saint Latter-day Saint doctrine is the only place that you can find sweet nuggets of goodness. And so um, I hope to have some conversations with Brendan. It'll be a few weeks <laughs> before he hears this part unless he uh, steps in and, and overhears what uh, what I'm talking about today. Uh, he also talked to, uh, told me that he talked to Pastor Jody and told him that she, he should be on the podcast. And so I'm open to that and having a conversation about ways that we can make our lives better by following Christ. And um, I've also been very open about the fact that I am currently an Elders Quorum instructor. I absolutely love that calling. Elders Quorum is the men's group, basically, if you're not familiar with the um, the structure of the church. And we meet on uh, alternating Sundays. We meet on the second and fourth Sundays of the month, and I get to teach one of those discussions. We've got a different instructor for the other uh, the other discussion, and and this is this coming Sunday is my time, and I absolutely love it. I I learn so much as I prepare for the discussions, and also as we actually talk. So I'm going to spend a few minutes just. Uh, kind of talking through my thoughts leading up to what we're going to talk about on Sunday. So if you're in my ward and you listen to this on Friday or Saturday or Sunday morning, uh, you're going to get a sneak peek on what we're going to talk about. The structure of the lessons, or I should say the curriculum, comes from the most recent general conference. And we had a general conference. We have it every April, first weekend in April and the first weekend in October. So we've got a new conference uh, set of talks to draw from. And uh, I'm going with, I think, talk number two. This was Elder Uchtdorf talking about for the strength of youth. And he talked quite a bit about the updates to the for the strength of youth pamphlet, which is kind of a guide of standards and, and um, ideals for the youth in the church, 12 to 18 or so. It's going, and Annette and I talked about this a few weeks ago. This is going really from a rules-based to a principles-based um, set of, of guidelines. And But he starts out his talk um, not focusing on that. And so that's where I want to, um, really, that's kind of where, I, where my thoughts focused as I was reading through the, uh, the talk. And as I came up with some things that I'd like to ponder and discuss for our discussion on Sunday. Now, my typical way of uh, preparing and teaching 
the Elders Quorum lesson that I teach, is I'll read through the, through the talk, or I'll listen to it, or I'll do a combination, and I'll listen and read um, maybe several times over the course of a week, and I'll highlight, mark things that stand out to me. And then I like to get an email out to the members of the quorum a few days in advance at least. Um, I don't want to do it too early because it's easy to forget. I don't want to do it too late because then there's no time to really ponder and prepare. But I think that our discussions are greatly enriched as different people have uh, time to ponder and consider and think about and and examine their thoughts, beliefs, uh, feelings about certain questions. And so my my role, as I see it, is to um, start out with some questions. And these aren't the only questions that we would consider, uh, but it's a starting point. So I am going to um, just kind of talk through the three questions that I have. There are more questions that I have uh, in the talk. And in fact, last conference, uh, President Nelson, the president of the church, had a talk. It was a phenomenal talk, densely, densely packed with, with great nuggets. And he talked about spiritual momentum, building spiritual momentum. And we spent three or four different lessons, lessons, and I use that in air quotes because it's not really me teaching, lecturing something. It's really we're discussing. How can we actually apply some of these principles in our lives and make our lives better? But we spent quite a bit of time focused on that. And that was really a uh, an enriching experience for me. So uh, the email that's going out, I don't think it's out yet, says, um, Brethren, it's time for another Elders Quorum discussion this Sunday. Coming off the most recent conference, I'd encourage you to spend 14 minutes. Elder Uchtdorf's talk was 14 minutes and 11 seconds long. So if you watch it, it'll take you 14 minutes to watch it or read it. You could probably do that a little bit faster. Elder Uchtdorf's message, Jesus Christ is the strength of youth. As you read, ponder these and other questions. And and I think that as we are inspired with questions as we read, uh, we can have a really enriching experience. And so I'm just going to go through the three, three questions. I'm not going to go deeper into the talk. And these really are the first few paragraphs. I don't get into the discussion about the changes in for the Strength Youth Standards pamphlet, pamphlet or anything like that. Uh, one of the first things that Elder Uchtdorf asks is, if the Savior were here right now, what would he say to you? And so the way that I phrase my question is, consider how you're doing as a husband, as a father, as an employee, as a ministering brother, any other identity that you have. If the Savior were here right now, what would he say to you? And I like the opportunity to occasionally just self-reflect. How am I doing? And if I were to answer this question, I think I would answer by saying, um, I'm doing so great sometimes, and I'm doing so not great sometimes. And we've talked in the podcast um, uh, in the past about uh, there's opposition in all things. And I think that it's unfair to ourselves to expect that we're going to be 100% excellent, great all the time. Because we're human, we have this natural man that just um, is a challenge for us to overcome. And so we make mistakes and and sometimes I'm nailing it as a dad. And sometimes I say or do something that just isn't right <laughs> or somebody interprets the wrong way or, or somebody's feelings get hurt or I am unkind in some way or I 
am short-tempered or something like that. And so, But thinking about in all of those roles that I have, there are some things that I do at my job. Or I'm just, I'm nailing it. And sometimes, <laughs> in fact, there was something that came up the other day where I fell way short. Um, there's a, a, a conversation that I should have had with an employee about uh, um, one of the things that he had done was not acceptable. It was not acceptable at all. And it's not the, uh, the, the context was he had had, uh, has uh, some problems with his attendance. And, and so he doesn't work for me. He's not on my team. I was with his manager at the time that his manager gave him the, the discipline for that. Part of the discipline was something we call a decision day. A decision day is a day off with pay where you can really think about, do you want this job? And if you want this job, then you need to come back the next day with a plan of action. How Here's how I'm going to get myself to work on time. And that plan of action has to be acceptable. Well, I'm not the manager. Uh, I just happen to be there. But the manager was off and I was covering the operation and he came back with a plan that was not acceptable. It was, it was simply not acceptable. And, um, because of the circumstance, there were some really, some, um, different things going on. And so though I told him this plan is not acceptable, I didn't take the action that I, that was within my, my, uh, right and my opportunity to do, which would have been to, um, let him know he was terminated. I decided not to do that. A lot of reasons for it. Don't know whether it was the right or wrong reason, but because I don't know this guy either. Uh, as I've gotten to work with him a little bit over the last week or two, I've realized <laughs> I should have walked him out. I should have just let him go. And so this is, he's not been a productive member of the team. He's coming in late. He's leaving early. And and um, I'm working with his manager to, to help get on top of that situation. And as I'm looking back now with a better perspective, I'm realizing that may not have been the right decision for me to, uh, to let that slide. So there are times like that where I think, man, I'm just, I'm, I'm not doing it. But then I get feedback from my boss, from other people that, um, that I'm doing well in other areas. But what would the savior say to me right now if he were here? And what I want to believe about Christ is that he is perfectly loving. And so would he stand in front of me and criticize me? You know, you said this to your son the other day, and that really was not the kindest thing. This is what you did or didn't do at work, or you could have stepped it up just a little bit. And I'm not sure that he would do that. I think he would be so loving. I think that in his presence, I would want to be better. I would want, and, and some of these things may be um, personal, personality flaws that I have. Um, they may be just human weaknesses, but I suspect that in the presence of the Savior, I would just want to be better. I might be embarrassed about some of the mistakes that I've made. Um, of course, there's an opportunity for repentance. This is a, a topic for a uh, a podcast that I think will be coming up in the next few weeks. I hope I'm trying to uh, figure out a time that I can get with Annette and Barry. Her husband uh, has some some perspectives that she's really excited to have um, discussed. And so, but I think, I think that's the belief that I have, that 
he would he would not excuse my weaknesses, but I think he would be loving. I think he would I and I and I think I would want to be better in his presence. I think he would be kind. I think he would um talk about how much he appreciates the efforts that I'm putting in. And so it, it, now I'm thinking, if I were to be in that kind of environment, would I start making a list of the things that I could do differently? And maybe I would. Maybe I would realize, as a ministering brother, these are some things that I can do to better connect with my families or to better uh, reach out to them or better support them. I know um, a bit about my families, but I don't know that I know every, everything that would help me to be an effective ministering brother. So I just think that this would be a really interesting discussion to have um, with a, a group of men as we're just imperfectly trying to figure out how to, how to be better people, better husbands, better fathers, better, better employees, better everything, whatever our, our identity might be. Question number two, one of the things that Elder Uchtdorf said was that our covenants that we've made with the Savior give us a special connection with him and that we are equally yoked or yoked together with him. Equally yoked, I don't think he says that. I think he says yoked together. Uh, So the question that I ask, that I am asking is, if our covenants that we've made with him, with Christ, give us a special connection with him, how can we take advantage of being yoked together with a Savior? So I think there's some um, some conversation that we can have about what does it mean to be yoked together? Um, what is our responsibility if we're yoked together? What is his responsibility? What can we count on him to do in being yoked together? And what does that mean? How does that uh, affect our ability or willingness or uh, aptitude to serve? And uh, does it take anything off of our plate, to, uh, so to speak? Does it relieve pressure? Or is the purpose of all this that we feel more pressure? Uh, should we feel more more guilt for not doing enough? Uh, one of the scriptures that um, that I have struggled with, and maybe we'll have a discussion at some point, is um, about uh, we're saved after all that we can do. And I I struggle with that phrase, after all we can do, because what does that mean? What is all I can do. Right now, I'm recording a podcast, but I could be studying my scriptures. I could be going through the, these talks again and, and um, better preparing myself for a discussion on Sunday. I could be reaching out to my ministering families. I could be at work and getting ahead of the game on a couple things that I'm falling uh, behind on. And so what is all I can do? And if I make a decision that is that isn't quote all I can do, then how do I how do I make that right? So a lot of things there that I just don't know. I don't know <laughs> how I feel, and maybe maybe we'll uh, tackle that in the future. Um, moving on to the third question, I always come up with three questions, and I just feel like that's a good number. Um, we have never gotten through all three. Uh, there have been times we get through question one, and sometimes we'll get through one and two, but I don't think we've ever gotten through 
all three and had time left over. We just um, have some wonderful discussions. So the way that I asked the question, I'm going to not read it exactly. I'll, I might read it uh, after I kind of set the, the context, but one of the things that President uh, Elder Ukdorf said in his uh, in his talk was that Jesus Christ wants us to see and feel and know that He is our strength, and He wants He Christ wants us to see ourselves as He sees us. I think that's what He said. So I overlaid that with Nephi. Nephi in the Book of Mormon, First Nephi ten, chapter ten, verse seventeen says, and he's speaking of the things that he's learning from his father. This is right after Lehi had his vision of the tree of life. Lehi tells his family about this experience. And Nephi goes and prays and asks, can I see the same vision? In uh, 1 Nephi 10, 17, Nephi says, I wanted to see and hear and know of these things for myself. And uh, I used to ask the youth, as I would interact with the youth, I like to ask them, asking them questions that make them think. So this is not new for me to do this in the elders quorum. But one of the things that I would ask is, why was it not good enough for Nephi to just have faith that his dad was telling the truth or that his dad was a prophet or his dad had this vision? And there were some, uh, some good answers and some good discussion that came, but I realized that, uh, and it took some time before this really hit me, that it's never good enough. It's not good enough for any one of us to just take it on faith, quote unquote, that anything that we have heard in our, maybe in our formative years, the things, the stories that we've told, the Joseph Smith story or the story about Christ and his atonement, is it enough for us to just accept that? Or should we see and feel, uh, see and hear and know of these things for ourselves? Um, I think the shift in recent years, it's almost 10 years ago now, that we've shifted to come follow me in the curriculum and also the teaching methodology. And we're still shifting, I think, in the methodology. But um, the the shift, a lot of that has been in giving the learners an opportunity to have their own experience, to see and hear and know for themselves of the things that we're discussing. And so as I combine those two things, President Uchtdorf or Elder Uchtdorf says that Jesus Christ wants us to see and feel and know that he is our strength. Nephi wanted to see and hear and know of these things for himself. And so with the the comment that Elder Uchtdorf makes that he, Christ, wants us to see ourselves the way that he sees us, my question is, what would that do for us if we had that experience of seeing ourselves the way that he, Christ, sees us? And then kind of the corollary to that is what would change in my relationship with other people if I could see them the way that Christ sees them or the way that God sees them? Uh, I think that's the same way. I don't think that there's any difference or any distinction between how Christ sees us and how God the Father sees us. But what would change, what would change in myself, in my approach to those roles, my approach as a husband, father, employee, ministering brother, et cetera, in my interactions with other people, in my relationships with other people, in my relationship with myself, what would change if I could see myself, if I did see myself 
And if I did see other people the way that others, uh, the way that, that Christ sees us. And again, I'm not sure that I would feel judgment of myself or of others. Um, I think there would be a, a love and a, a kindness and an acceptance. And I don't know that that necessarily means uh, allowing for uh, inappropriate behavior, but uh, there might be some some grace. And I, I don't know that I know what that looks like. I was talking to a peer yesterday who has an employee who is um, going to lose his or her job. I don't know the exact situation. I don't know if it's a performance situation or if it's an attendance situation. But this manager said, well, I'm just, I'm glad I, I have to fire this person because I just don't like him anyways. And I, I have such a different experience because of, of some of the things we've talked about in the podcast before. And this one, Brendan, I know for sure <laughs> I've talked about before, but some of the experiences that I've had where I've, I've had a glimpse into how Heavenly Father feels about his children, both me individually, personally, and other people. And uh, I think that has shaped the way that I, that I think about people or that I think of people, what I think about them. And I am absolutely not perfect. I still have uh, people that I'm frustrated with or frustrated by. And um, I still have, have uh, impatience where maybe I shouldn't. And, uh, but, but the question is, if I understood the infinite worth, the infinite value that each person, including me, has, would my interactions with them be different? And I think they would. So I'm just wondering what would be different. Uh, would it be my attitudes about people? Would I have that same kind of experience that uh, my peer manager has where I just can't stand somebody enough that <laughs> it, it relieves me when I, when I terminate him? Now, I did terminate somebody earlier this week, and it was an attendance issue. And, and I like the guy. Uh, he just couldn't get himself to work. And, um, finally had to, you know, draw the line and tell him that this is something that's not acceptable. I'm gonna have to let you go. But, um, the, that's a question that I've just, the question, um, what would change for each of us if we had the experience of seeing ourselves and others the way that God sees us? And, um, I just think it would be interesting to take a few minutes and really ponder that and really even better it would be what would it be like to experience that experience that brief change in our own hearts that comes from seeing ourselves and others the way that god sees us and i i just think that we would have so much more kindness for ourselves and for each other so much more grace so much more allowance for imperfection um I'm reminded of a story and I was sharing this. I don't think it was on the podcast. This is for you, Brennan. But uh, I was uh, years ago when I was on the high council, I was working with uh, the youth and was in a, actually I was in a young women's class and there was a bishop who was teaching a, a lesson about uh, the, how the girls could get their own testimony of the Book of Mormon. And it was largely one-sided. It was, it was the bishop who was presenting his ideas and his thoughts and his recommendations and his his beliefs about uh, the best way to gain a, a testimony of the Book of Mormon. And um, the young woman's president came up to me and she said, can, can, you, 
can you fix this? Because it really was really not very interactive. And if I could see everybody in that situation, the way that, that God sees them, I don't know that I would, and I wasn't critical. Um, I didn't get up and <laughs> interrupt the bishop. Sorry, bishop, you're not doing this right. Um, but I think there would be so much love and so much kindness that that I would feel. And maybe I would just see him for where he is on his journey of understanding how to teach. And this was early in the the implementation of the Come Follow Me methodology, which is very largely based on asking questions and coming prepared for discussion and that sort of thing. So those are the, my three questions for this Sunday. Um, if you're in my quorum and you're ready to have some of those conversations, I look forward to your thoughts. If you are not in my quorum and you have thoughts, I would love to hear them. I would love to hear your thoughts about any of those or other questions. Um, I may do this from time to time where I just take a talk from general conference and, and share some of the insights or the ideas that I've had as I've studied and, and read those things. But you can reach out to me at Ken at chocolatecakebites.com. I would love to hear from you. I got an email from Kyler, or I should say maybe Elder Lopez. Elder Lopez is on a service mission in uh, my stake. I've known him since about the time he was born. So I've known him for a long time. And so thank you for your email, Elder Lopez. And I am uh, looking forward to, I haven't responded yet, but I will. And I think it would be great for us to sit down together, have a conversation, let's record it and discuss what it means to serve with all of your heart, might, mind, and strength. And as a as a new service missionary, he certainly is is uh, thinking about what it takes to serve with all your heart, might, mind, and strength. And I look forward to getting your perspective. And if you have other thoughts about that, um, feel free to send them to me. And in the meantime, um, have a great week. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the spirit of the Sabbath on on Sunday. And we will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Chocolate Cake Bites. Please like, share, subscribe, and give us a five-star rating and review. We'd love to hear your comments and ideas, and you can reach out to me at ken at chocolatecakebites.com. And before you end the day, take a few minutes to consider, who do you know who needs chocolate cake? <laughs>